would like to start with your abduction. Four men made me open the safe. They took me as a hostage. Were you able to see anything at all through the blindfold? No. When someone endures an experience like this, there are often residual effects. <laughs> okay. It's having a bad week. I like to have a good cry at the nail salon. <laughs> Why should we buy a drink? There are over 300 bank robberies in Boston every year. Most of these professionals live in a one-square-mile neighborhood called Charlestown. Is your parents still here? My mother moved away and my father. You don't get out much. I'm thinking about making a change. Make a change. Either you got here or you don't. You used to hang around with Doug McCray a little bit, huh? I don't know, Dougie. I will be FBI. I'm putting this whole town in my rear view. You grew up right here. Same rules that I did. I hear you got sweet new girlfriend. Secret's this one. If I think anything might happen to her, I'm going to kill both of them. Are you in love with me? Yes. something that looks like a print because it's not screwing around things about to go both ways i want to go with you i'm leaving with somebody else if we get jammed up we'll have them caught on the street go, go. i just want you to know that you're going to die in federal prison i'll see you again this side or the other Alrighty ho. How's it going today? Hey, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Good deal. I just sent Red Link just now, so he should be here any moment here. I tried my best to be first on the recording this time. Yeah, you were pretty quick. Uh, yeah, here we go. All Wait. right, welcome to episode 295 of Aussie Tells All. Welcome back, Roy and Ryan, on the podcast this morning. Yeah, how's it going? Thanks for having us. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, before we get started on today's podcast, um, just want to give you guys a chance to talk about your new podcast you guys started recently. Um, Ryan, Roy, talk about your podcast. We're, we're telling what we do and how you thought about doing the podcast together. Yeah, sure. Thanks for the opportunity to do that. Uh, our sure. podcast is called The Supper Club Social. Um, really, the inspiration was kind of what we do when we hang out, which is have dinner, drink cocktails watch a movie and then kind of talk about all the stuff that's gone on for the past week Mm -hmm. and um and then at least for me ever since we've been on your podcast doing movies we're like well yeah we i think we could pull it off so that was (laughs) what uh what spurred us to do it what do you think roy yeah that pretty much covers it i mean it's just another reason for us to hang out for an hour or two on the weekend (laughs) an <laughs> uh, excuse to go eat at some of the restaurants around town and <laughs> there you go. An there you go. review <laughs> and we're gonna we're, we're get, get, get your podcasts uh we're uh on anchor spotify and apple podcasts at um supper club social 
Awesome. All right. Well, today we're going to be doing a podcast, um, obviously, but we're doing the movie uh, The Town, uh, which is a really good movie. I watched for the first time yesterday, so we'll talk about that right now. Um, it came out in 2010, was directed by Ben Affleck, who stars in the film. The budget for the film was $37 million, and so it's pretty good. Um, the top cast was Ben Affleck, played Doug McTray, the, the main character. Jimmy Renner played James Coughlin. Blake Lively played Krista Coughlin. John Hamm played a, a, a kind of a, a douchey asshole FBI agent. Adam Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Hall played Claire Kesey. Uh, Pete uh, Postel White played Fer- Fergie Colm. Titus Wolver played another other agent, Dino Kiampa and Chris Cooper played Stephen McRae, and then lastly, George Carroll played Albert Glonzy McGann, McGlone, whatever you say the last yeah. name. Um, Ryan, what are your thoughts on this cast that they acquired here? Is that Roy or Ryan? Uh, Ryan, yeah. So, um, you know, it seems to be the theme with us picking some of our favorite movies that I tend to say we, <laughs> I love the cast. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, it's, you know, it's definitely Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, mm-hmm. um, John Hamm kind of carrying the show. Yeah. You had an issue with one of those guys, the movie wouldn't work for you. I wouldn't mm-hmm. think. But um, I, I really like um, Jeremy Renner and Ben Affleck playing off each other with their Boston uh, hmm. stuff going back and forth. So I really liked the cast. Um, I'll save a few thoughts for later on here when we touch on okay. some other things. But um, all right, all in all, I like the cast a lot. All right, Roy. Yeah, same. Fan of Ben Affleck for a while, except for I'm not a fan of his Batman. Other than that, <laughs> I like most of the movies he's been in. Yeah, and directed. And then Jeremy Renner, he's really good. I've liked him in Hurt Locker, and then as Hawkeye, does a really good job. He's yeah. also pretty good singer he has like a couple albums out i think oh wow uh and then john ham i loved him in mad men that's yeah really all right and then he's was in that movie with gal gadette uh keeping up with the well he was in uh bridesmaids also but in bridesmaids as well yeah oh, he's nice. and then all the supporting actors did a really great job at their roles as well Abs- absolutely i think i think uh, blake live was like three or like three or four scenes at the most the whole movie She's actually yeah. in the top cast and on the internet. So I was like, oh, I guess not really that name cast member, but she's in the movie. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. All right. Well, here's the synopsis of the, of the film. So Doug McRae, Ben Affleck, leads a band of ruthless bank robbers and has no real attachments except for James Jimmy Renner, who, despite his dangerous temper, is like a brother. Everything changes for Doug when James briefly takes a hostage bank employee Claire Kesey learning that she lives in the gang's neighborhood Doug seeks her out to discover what she knows and he falls in love um, <laughs> as, as the romance deepens he wants out of his criminal life but that could threaten Claire um, that is the synopsis for this film uh, looks pretty good right now I'll ask Roy first um, before we get into the film what do you think was the box office for this one? Uh, <laughs> since I went way over last time. Yeah. Uh, a I'll, bit. Play <laughs> I'll play it safe with, uh, I'll say, I want to say 70 million. 
All right. How about you, Ryan? Hmm. I was surprised that the budget was so low. I thought it would have been. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, like, it's a 2010 movie. I'm going to say yeah. 150. Like, it was a pretty big success. Well, you were really close on that one. Roy was not even in the ballpark. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you put it way too close to the vest. Yeah. Um, it is actually 154. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're like $4 million, $4 million off, the, off the amount there. I was off by a little bit as well, but not too far off. Yes. All right. Now, we start the movie off with Doug saying that that's the driver arthur shafe former policeman then that's this or that and he's about to get robbed <laughs> he laughed pretty funny and then uh doug and his crew just that and my favorite part is asking for everyone's blackberries just before iphones came out thoughts on the opening <laughs> montage of events ryan yeah i mean that's just a great way to open the movie with him describing that security guard and uh and then going right into the first robbery um kind of a the robbery but a point break but um mm-hmm. which is also also really good a uh, robbery show but um yeah I, I really liked how they introed it i think at the beginning they do some flyovers of boston that it really sets up boston as kind of one of the characters of yeah. going forward um mm-hmm. Hello, Ryan. Are you there? Roy, are there, Roy? Yeah, I'm here. All right. I think Ryan left. left. She's off the page. I'll come back. I just dropped off the line. Roy, what your thoughts on the opening montage there? Yeah, it was good. I haven't seen it in a while, and I completely forgot about that uh, costume they used in that robbery. For some reason, I thought the first robbery, they were dressed up as the nuns, <laughs> not the <laughs> skulls with dreads. But uh, right. no, it was great. It's like it brings you right into the action so it gets your attention like right away yeah but also when he was saying throw your blackberries like must have been a sponsor or something because there was maybe only one blackberry yeah. that flipped their way everything else was like flip phones like like a razor yeah like a razor <laughs> great welcome back on, on the podcast right you lost you there yeah sorry um, about that that's right you were saying the flyover of boston set up the character for the movie you were saying before yeah you that's, that's um i I think that happens pretty early on during that monologue. And as he's describing the security guard, I th- I just thought that was a pretty cool way of kind of introducing Boston. They do it a bunch in the movie, but I feel like Boston kind of ends up being one of the characters of the show. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And I, I think I heard Roy talking about the, those first masks that yep. they wear, which is definitely pretty epic. I, I mean, can they see through them? You can't see yeah. his eyes. There's no holes in them. There's holes in them. Have you never seen a Halloween mask before? Hence, hence, hence a mask. I mean, there's, <laughs> but there's, you can't see any eyeball. Like, there's just black behind it. Like, I feel like they might have been taking some liberties there. Hmm. Mm. You need to go visit a Halloween store. <laughs> <laughs> I make my own costumes, Roy. You should know that. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, um, they take, uh, they take Claire now, who works at the bank. Put her in a car, blinded her with a blindfold, dropped her off the beach. Um, Roy, thoughts on that little uh, scene there? Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. You could tell that Ben Affleck was kind of interested in her at yeah. the bank robbery part because they kept looking. And he was like touching her hand, trying to calm her down when she was opening the safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> that would be kind of a rough situation to be in if you were her. Yeah, I but, definitely uh, would be like 
I'll do whatever you say to stay alive. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's a good way to get away, I guess. You know, just blindfold her and drop her off at a beach and be like, Joe, just keep walking that way till you feel water on your toes. Then you can take your blindfold off. Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I would have like, Jim is like a crazy person. So you can't be like, don't bring the girl. Right. Uh, obviously, we wouldn't have a movie if it didn't happen. But yeah. I mean, your bank robbers. You're getting away, and then you bring the baggage with you. It's just mm-hmm. it's like, come on, man. Keep your eye on the prize here. Sloppy work right there. Sloppy, sloppy work. Yeah. You're, you're uh, robbing banks with your heart instead of your fucking <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. Um, now, we meet FBI agents Adam and Dino. Um, they come to the crime scene. It's all bleached up, and all the trackers and dieback packs are found at the bank. And at his little injury the van used in the heist is being is burning up as we speak. Um, how frustrating is that as a start of an, an investigation there, Ryan? <laughs> uh, I'd be pretty frustrated, but you'd also be able to, you know, you know, you're dealing with some, some high end people here. So you can kind of rule out a lot of your low level criminals and stuff like that. And yeah, really target your search and stuff like that. But um. Yeah, I would. Uh, I think you would be scratching your head for a little bit there. Exactly. How? How? Have you, Roy? Yeah, same. I mean, it does eliminate a lot of people. Like, it's not just going to be your Joe Blow on the corner trying to make a quick buck for the first time. Yeah. So it makes you know you're looking for the high priority guys. But yeah, it would be frustrating to have no evidence at all to go off of besides the fact that you know that they're professionals and not just your first time at it. You know. Exactly. Um, now Claire's ID is found now that the heist crew is freaking out about it. What would you do in that situation there, Roy? This do the same thing. Oh, that they found, uh, her ID. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be a little frustrating because now you have evidence connecting her to you. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Ben Affleck did a pretty good job of handling the situation for the most part until, yeah, uh, Jim Con on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? Or your thoughts on all that? If you I mean, I just spot. feel like they should be expecting that. They're robbing banks like in their own neighborhood. I, yeah. I think, right? Like they live in Charlestown. They're mm-hmm. they're doing their uh, extracurriculars in Charlestown. So, <laughs> right. Um, you know, maybe some people drive there to work, but I think you would. They probably should expect that. <laughs> expect that as a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. You're yeah. you got to trust your mask at that point. You know. <laughs> Exactly. Um, Ryan, um, how would you rate the horrible Boston accents um, from 1 to 10? Oh, go fuck yourself, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had a Boston accent. I mean, I'm controlling myself right now, but all oh, day yesterday, okay. my wife was like, you need to shut up and stop swearing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Yeah, those. I think they nailed the accents. Like, okay. you know, It could okay. be risky, but I feel like that's what it would feel like to to be there with those people all right i'm putting out a five out of ten um for me wow I'm not really a huge fan of that uh um i don't know is because like because like ben and ben's from boston and it was not great accent i don't think it was very realistic to me so maybe yeah. it was too realistic sometimes you get too close to the <laughs> truth and it's like <laughs> it. that's true you never know how about you uh, uh roy yeah, I think for the most part, most of the actors did really good. The one that I just, I just 
The one I couldn't believe was Blake Lively. I could tell she was trying too hard. She was forcing it too hard. Yeah. (laughs) And she's from California, so nowhere near the accent of uh, Bostonites. Yeah, because I know that John Hamm's from St. Louis, so. Yeah, I mean, he's closer at least. but And he was an outside agent too, so he didn't really need the accent. True, that's true. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I think Jeremy Renner did a good job. The other two buddies in the crew did a pretty decent job. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, decent for sure. Decent. Yeah, that's why I put a five, a five out of ten on that one. I'll, I'll go I'll go <laughs> seven. Blake Lively drop him down a couple, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. Now Krista and Doug hook up after they have a drink at the bar. Um, Doug doesn't seem satisfied. What do you think about that, Ryan? <laughs> he looked uh, he, he looked motionless right there. He's like, I want some more or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what he was expecting from the uh, girl all hopped up on Quaaludes and stuff. <laughs> uh Right. Um, yeah, it did not seem to really satisfy him, I guess, what I would say. But um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you've got an availability thing. You know, it might be too easy for him to get. He seems to kind of like to work for for his prizes or whatever. So I don't know what's going on there. That yeah, Her role in the movie was kind of weird to me. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely weird. Maybe not even need, need her in the film, to be honest with you, but... Yeah. Um, how about you, Roy? Your thoughts on that scene there? Yeah, it was definitely a one-sided transaction. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Ben Affleck was like, "Well, I just got to have to do this, you know, just to get her out of my life for a little bit longer." Yeah. And she just wants him to be with her, with mm-hmm. their supposed child that might be yeah. his. But there's no proof, according to the movie. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely a uh, one-sided. Yeah, I get. <laughs> Three words for you. Stage five cleaner. That's what, that's who she is. Yeah. That's for sure. That's from, from Mean Girls. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Exactly. All right. Now, Doug follows Claire to the laundry mat. She asks for change. She says, sorry, it can't help her. But she doesn't know it's he's the one of her abductees. And she sta- starts crying. Then Doug says, he loves a good cry at the nail salon. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. What do you think about that, Roy? <laughs> yeah, I was actually had that written down as one of my notes, but yeah, yeah, that is a funny line, and it worked. I mean, he he got her to go on a date with her right afterwards, so it worked. It was pretty funny though. It was great for the situation they were in. And Ryan, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I for one, he definitely tried to check see what's going on with her way too early. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, these guys, they're just that's unexcusable, in my opinion. I mean, you got to wait at least a week till she's not going to be sobbing out in public. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. Very but, true. Uh, yeah, he. I love those like kind of Boston-y hard nose types of responses that they have throughout the movie. I do, too. They're they're great. They're great. Now, Doug picks up Claire at her house to get to go out for the drink they were going to go out with. And she tells Doug that her bank was robbed <laughs> and uh, the FBI is involved. And he said, I'm sorry. She said, it's OK. It's not your fault. <laughs> and uh, she said they wore masks. If I heard their voice, I'm sure I would be able to recognize it. I laughed so hard when that happened. Uh, we, how about you, Roy? Yeah, I thought that was funny. But the first time I watched the movie, I was like, oh, maybe she knows. Oh yeah, okay. But not this time because I've seen it so much. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure inside Ben's uh, heart dropped a little bit there when she said that initially. I'm sure in the movie. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was good. 
All right, Ryan, anything to add there? Yeah, not too much. I mean, when you're wearing those big rubber masks like I have done before because I've been to a Halloween store, like you yeah. know that <laughs> they kind of change your voice a little bit, and yeah. you should be all right. That's true. I guess, I guess that's true. It's all muffled and stuff. Yeah, muffled and all that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Now, Doug comes to James and said, you ask, you can't ask about it, but we, we're going to hurt some people tonight. And James reacts, what car are we going to drive? That, how bad is that, Ryan? Oh. What's that? I think we just lost Ryan again. Oh, did we lose Ryan again? Yeah. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, we did. I'm not sure. It's... All right. Well, Roy, your thoughts on, on how badass that was? I mean, that's a true friend right there. You know, you're going to you tell him what you're going to do. Like, you're going to go mess some people up. And he's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's take off right now. Yeah, I was like, that is some fucking awesome crime shit right there. All right, Ryan, yeah. much happened to you, but you're back again. Uh, <laughs> what your your thoughts on that scene there? It's pretty awesome. This guy here needs to figure it out, how to use a phone, you know, figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what scene were you talking about? About where uh, where Ben says, or Doug says to Jeremy, he goes, uh, we're going to go hurt some people tonight, and then he just can't ask why, and he goes, what car are we going to drive? And that was, that's pretty badass, what they said we're going to do without any, without any questions asked. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I mean, it's I mean, if you got a, a ride or die friend like that, yeah, like you got to be careful not to take advantage of them. I yeah. kind of feel like that's a little bit of an overstep from Doug because he knows Jim would be pissed if he yeah. knew who he was going after. I mean, yeah. So I think he might have might have uh, stretched his you know might have tapped into the uh, <laughs> the well of like good friends or whatever. Yeah, Un- unjustifiably. Right. Well, that comes to our next scene. Things <laughs> ugly head here, but the next scene they break into the dude's apartment, beat the shit out of him. Then they then lose Cannon James shoots him in the balls. What what do you think about that one, uh, Ryan? On that on that scene, that's what when the fall there. Okay, so that's when they're in the room and he's that's the guy that threw the bottles at her. Yeah. Sorry, I must not have heard what scene you were talking about before, but uh, yeah. yeah, there's a line in that scene that just cracks me up so much. When he shoots him, I thought he shot him more in the leg. He goes, oh, leg, okay. I didn't see it. Okay, he leg. shoots yeah, him both legs. And then okay. he goes, oh, there goes college soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they rough that guy up pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't think I could take a beating like that. Um, no. To be honest, like be in the hospital for months. Yep. So yeah, they roughed him up pretty good and sent a message. They definitely are showing you how rough these guys are. They're they're no amateurs, that's for sure. Yeah. All right, Roy, thoughts on that scene as well? Yeah, that was a funny line about the college soccer. <laughs> uh, yeah, taking it wait like the guys you just bust in their house. They don't know why you're coming in there, and you just beat the living hell out of him and <laughs> shoot the other guy in both legs. So, yeah, I mean, that is going a little, a little overboard to prove your point, but I mean, they shouldn't be throwing bottles anymore. Plus he doesn't <laughs> even know what not to do anymore. And Doug can't say it because he already said to Jim, like can can do it without knowing why. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Now they might've been auditioning for the uh, Soprano sequel. You know, that may have been what they were doing there as well. You never you never know. Possibly. Uh, yeah. But the FBI now is st- sticking out the crew that did the heist, taking photos out um, 
cut the FBI briefing room, running down all the their offenses. How impressive are the rap sheets of these of those crew guys? How impressive are the rap sheets? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah, they're they're definitely um, they they've they've been in the system for a while. <laughs> uh, yeah, they yeah. Sh- should have some pretty crazy reputations around town, I would think. Yeah. How about you, Roy? I'm surprised they're not all already in jail. <laughs> right. Well, make, make, make a film, you know, make a film, though. So you got to keep well, yeah. on the yeah. outside. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Now, Claire and Doug are having lunch outside. Claire gets up in James, a.k.a. Jim or Jim, uh, kind of awkward, only if she knew. And this asshole talking about the robbery. What did you think of the scene, Roy? <laughs> I mean, it was bound to happen. Yeah. <laughs> they all live in that area. Yeah. You know, they're going to be wandering around. And uh, he's just going to get caught if he doesn't tell everybody he's dating her and not just trying to get intel on her. But yeah, it was good. And then when uh, she comes back and it's all awkward because she has a feeling, I think she kind of has a hunch that Jim might be one of the guys the way she looks at him. Yeah. Yeah. And then when uh he gets up and leaves, Ben Affleck hurries and covers the back of his neck so she can't see his tattoo. His Irish tattoo when he gets up and Yeah. That's pretty smooth on Ben's uh, part considering that he could have just blown everything right there for showing up and interrupting their little date. Exactly. Right. How be Ryan? I, I another favorite gem line there when uh Doug is trying to say no, I'm it's, I'm here alone. I'm here alone, okay? Yeah, Jem goes. What you eating this fucking Hawaiian Hawaiian pizza? Like he knows he's full of crap based <laughs> on what food is on the table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That Jem guy just cracks me up, but he's also like yeah. terrifying. Yeah, he's been. He's a total package. He, he really is. Um, now Claire and Doug finally kiss, and let's say they they consummate, consummate their relationship. Um, what do you think <laughs> took so long for them to do that, uh, Roy? Uh, Roy? Uh, I don't think it was that long, really. It was only like their second date, third oh, date, maybe. Okay, well, I thought he's a much more faster, smoother guy. I got that. But <laughs> well, that's just me. But he cares about this one, so you know he's taking oh. the time, taking it slow. There you go. <laughs> Two dates. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How, how, how are you, Ryan? <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I would think that you know he would like her PTSD to wear off just a little bit before. Yeah. Yeah, uh, might be a cry fest at the end of that one, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think it took too long for him to, to work his magic or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder how he hid his neck tattoo from her during the you know, that was kind of interesting as well. Does does Doug have a neck tattoo? Oh, is it Jane? Oh, yes. Oh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it's got the oh, fighting my, Irish thing. My on. bad, my bad. Okay. <laughs> Was like, did I miss a threesome in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Okay. <laughs> now the uh, the crew is getting suited and booted for the next heist. This time they roll out in creepy ass fuck nun masks. What do you think <laughs> of the masks, Ryan? I'll ask you first. Uh, I, I already mentioned Point Break, but yeah. you can't wear nun masks to a bank robbery and not think of that movie because they mm-hmm. like they started it uh personally i i think i like the nun masks in this movie better okay. um, which just kills me to say because point break is like almost a perfect movie okay um 
yeah, I like the the nun mask work for me. I don't know about the whole costume. That seems like it make you stand out like even more. But, yeah. uh, not in Boston. It's a very uh, Catholic area. That's true. That's a, that's true with guns, I guess. But yeah, very well, you know, it's a rough neighborhood. You got to protect yourself. That's right. <laughs> What we thought on the masks there, Roy? Yeah, no, I love it. That's uh, probably my favorite robbery part in the whole movie out of the three. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And I like, oh, I'll just wait in case you go there. All right. Um, now, this is what he thought of himself as a badass security guard had one of the crew and not so much one of the guys in the van shoot him. And apparently he's two thirds to retard and clung to life. And said, "You should have stayed down." Your thoughts on that one, Roy? <laughs> uh, on the armored truck driver that thought he was a badass and got shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty dumb move. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it sucks. That, but they weren't killing his coworkers; they were just on the ground. So, right. He kind of went there trying to be a hero and save the day, and ended up uh, getting shot in half, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, is that the one? The guy that Ben Affleck goes. He's he wears his uh, vest on the outside of his shirt, tucks his fucking pants into his yeah. that boots like he's GI Joe. Yep, that's the guy. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, Cracked me up of that description, but uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. I mean, Jem says it like you're making ten bucks an hour, like you're gonna risk for that. Yeah, and they hadn't really done anything to the other guys, so he should have just. I mean, complied. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Now, the cops have surrounded the van, but they don't give a fuck. Uh, they start firing off rounds of at the police cars and the cops, and now we have a speed chase of the mom's van, and police <laughs> and, uh, and police and their friend finally gets there and with another car, and they set their their mom van on fire. What do you think of the craziness there, Roy? Yeah, no, that's good. They're going through all those little tight alleyways. And uh, cop cars are getting hit by the cars and a lot of shootouts. It's real fun. And then I don't know if it was that point when they switched there, but they pull up next to an off-duty or he's like on his break in his patrol car. Oh, that was later on. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. I'll hold off on that. Right. Yeah, it was a good scene. All right, Ryan? Yeah, I've, uh, I'm the proud owner of a couple of minivans over the years. Like, there, there you can go. really get those things uh moving if you need to <laughs> uh, you know a lot of them have a v6 which oh, you wouldn't you think because they can carry quite a like nineteen thousand kids in there yeah um so yeah those vans can take a beating and keep on going I, I can, i'm living proof to that there you go there you go now fbi agent adam frawley aka john ham this is the not fucking around crew so find me something that looks like a print so that i can grab one of these assholes and shake their tree because this not fucking around thing is about to go both <laughs> ways maybe one of the best lines i've seen in the movie in a long time your thoughts on that roy yeah well i mean he already wasn't fucking around because in the yeah. scene before that him and his partner are roughing that guy up in his apartment <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, hitting yeah. him with the butt of the shotgun on the face yeah yeah so i mean i would say he was already at the point of not fucking around yeah. So I think maybe this was just him venting from that rage and just trying to make an excuse to keep it going. Yeah, that line was fantastic. I love that. Um, yeah. How about you, Ryan? He awesome. deliver, delivers that line perfectly. Um, yeah. 
Like, I'm not a huge fan of John Hamm in this show. Like, he kind of is a little off sometimes. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he nails that. And he must just be used to, like, wrapping up these assignments really fast. And I think <laughs> he's just starting to get pissed that he can't quite pin these guys down yet. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, Doug and his crew get arrested and brought to the police station. Doug tricks, tricks the FBI around and tells them, if you want to take pictures, just call ahead first. What, what do you think about that, uh, Ryan? Yeah, that, that's awesome. He kind of saves it till the end. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's like, yeah, we can do a nice little photo shoot for you. Um, <laughs> barbecue. Yeah, instead of a barbecue, you know, you get a nice place to park. You've got your flipping antenna three inches down from the roof. Uh, yeah, he, um, I mean, as much as John Hamm is like dialing it up, he still hasn't quite caught up to them at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, during all those interviews, one of my favorite parts is, uh, I think it was Mullen or, or whatever the bigger guys yeah. was. He goes, well, I'm just trying to make you a little more authentitious. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Off, the guy goes, often what? <laughs> oh, crack me up. Yep. How about you, Roy? Any thoughts on that? On that yeah, I thought that was good. And then John Hamm had another good line right there. He's like, this isn't Johnny Hopscotch anymore. To Ben Affleck's character, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after the whole photo thing, when he's like, oh, yeah, we, you know, barbecue, or like maybe some nudes, you know, we can oil up. <laughs> uh, that was yeah. funny. And then yeah. he starts talking about how he can spot the FBI surveillance cars and stuff. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. if you're trying to be slick, you got to be slicker than a six year old. I thought that was pretty good. On, like Boston Sass. Like, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Doug buys Claire a necklace, then the FBI agent comes to her home and he reveals that Doug is part of the heist and tells her he was wrong. She needs a lawyer. What do you think was going through her mind there, Roy? Well, first off, that was kind of a real dick move on uh, Joanne's part there. Like, yeah, just show up at her house unannounced. Yeah. Got this huge bomb on her about she's dating the guy that... <laughs> Pretty much terrorized her for a few hours. Yeah. And then uh, talks about the lawyer thing. So, I mean, I'm sure she was just heartbroken and, and mm-hmm. disbelief over the whole thing when she found out. But and scared real, just, yeah, real dick move on John's part. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. He's definitely not fucking around anymore. <laughs> no. Right after it. No. I mean, and also, come on, Doug. You can't buy her a, you know expensive jewelry here. She, he knows the FBI is there and they're going to ask, oh, where did you get this fancy thing? Yeah. He's just begging to get caught. Yeah, exactly. Now, we skip ahead a few scenes. Uh, other things weren't that great before, but um, to me. And uh, Claire is in her apartment crying, telling old Dougie to get her to get out. Doesn't want to see him again. He wants to explain why he did this. But he, but she said, "You had your chance." Now Doug is enraged, telling the punk ass old Irishman Fergie he's in, but don't hurt Claire. What's your reaction to that scene there, Ryan? Yeah, they they do a good job of of uh, getting him back to do so he they're basically doing all that to make him do the last heist, right? Yeah. Um yeah and the florist was someone we haven't really talked about in the show yeah. too much. Um yeah. He's a I mean, just those old dudes that uh, you know, unjustified. You know, you don't know why these other characters are just doing whatever they say. Because, like Doug yeah. says, they all got we all got guns here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
yeah, it must be out of some type of respect for him or whatever from their past and growing up in right. those neighborhoods, you need some help. But, uh, yeah, yeah, they, I can't remember what you asked, but they do a good job of locking him into the last, uh, last thing and making sure they protect his girl. Yeah. All right. How, how about you, Roy? Yeah. So just rewind a little bit before that scene, he goes and visits his dad in okay. jail. Yeah. And then he asks about, Oh, can we never looked for my mom? Like when she left and everything. Yeah. And the dad kind of gets choked up and he's like, there was nothing there to find. Yeah. And then he walks away and that's the end of that. And then he's at the flower shop and he's saying, no, I'm not doing this anymore. And then the Irish man says, Hey, you know, uh, I've coaxed your dad before mm-hmm. by pretty much killing your mom. Yeah. yeah. And so that pretty much, uh, stoked Ben Affleck's, uh, fire there. pretty good. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a good scene. It sure was. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, after being hassled by the asshole FBI agent, Adam Frawley, Krista comes to visit Doug. She wants to leave with Doug, but she says no, and she throws a damn fit. What do you think about that, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's got her kid there. Kid's name is Shine. Yeah. You can tell, like, when the kid was born, some rough times, and she, I'm going to name you Shine, baby, because you're going to shine like a star. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's Blake, uh, what's her name, Krista? Um, Coughlin. Yeah. It's a tough one in the movie. I mean, she obviously isn't going to go on this sophisticated bank heist. She hasn't been on the crew at all. So I think yeah. she's getting pretty desperate. But uh, Doug should have picked up on that. Because mm-hmm. um, you've got desperate people around you, is definitely uh, gonna open you up to some, you know, um, cracks in the system. Exactly. All right, Roy. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely uh, on the end of her rope. Yeah, she just wants to probably leave and live a little fairy tale life with him, and everything will be great. And she can change, even though I doubt she, she can. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and then her yeah. just horrible Boston accent in the whole movie just... That was pretty bad, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just too much for me. I didn't really care for any of the scenes that she was in, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think she needed to be in any of the scenes, actually. But uh, she's good looking on the eyes, so, you know, it's, it's all good. It's, it's fine. Um, now, we have our next and final heist, and the crew is dressed up as police officers and paramedics as well emt's thoughts on how brilliant that was there roy yeah it was pretty smart i mean if you've ever been to a live professional sporting event there's cops and stuff all over the place with security and yeah so i mean pretty clever disguise and they had that guy at the door that opened up for him so i'm guessing that's (laughs) the guy that owed uh fergie money (laughs) yeah exactly um how have you run your thoughts on that yeah i I mean, this is 2010 when the movie came out. I think that's the first time I'd really seen that as part of a, you know, bank heist. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, but uh, the way they do it anyway, it definitely. Yeah. Usually they're using that ploy to like get away, not to get into the place. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was, it was definitely a a good idea. Pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I'm going to go from here to the end here. So it's a little long paragraph, so I apologize, but here we go. So. Doug and James tie up four cops and then take off the off all the cash in the money room. They arrest those guys, then put the bags of cash in back of Boston ambulance van. Thanks to Krista, the building is surrounded, 
a gun show of epic proportions is going down. It doesn't look good for the heist crew. James, <clears throat> James and Doug change back into their police uniforms. Asshole FBI agent, played by John Hamm, tracks down them. A, a gunfight ensues. James gets shot, refuses to surrender, and he gets shot to death. He says, I surrender, takes two steps. Doug shoots Rusty in the head and Fergie multiple times in the chest. That's the owner of the flower shop. Uh, Doug calls Claire with the FBI agents in her apartment across the way. He knows she's lying about that. No cops being there. He does some James Bond shit and jumps across onto the other building, <laughs> gets on a bus and Claire digging up her garden, finds a huge bag of money movie ends with Doug reading the letter to Claire. And also we'll talk about something else, but your thoughts on the ending of that movie there, Ryan. Yeah. I mean, uh, that is a lot of the movie there. That last thing there, the cameras flying over Fenway. I mean, how did Fenway say, yeah, sure. Shoot a movie here. Yeah. I don't, yeah. it's just craziness. I don't, I, you get so many fake locations. I can't believe, I mean, maybe it's Ben Affleck pulling some strings there, but maybe because that was cool. I made it such a cool part of the movie. seeing yeah. Green monster and all that. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I loved how it all went through. Um, you know, I've worked in a lot of big commercial industrial start type buildings like that. And I can <laughs> only imagine, like, because they showed the plans, like, oh, here's an arrow here, here's a room. You walk in through a couple of doors when you go in the underbellies of those types of places. And you yeah. can't, there's no light, there's no sun. You have no idea, unless you know how to get out of those places, like, it can just take forever right so i mean i kind of laughed as i mean i'm sure they knew their steps but yeah like kind of made me think at times i've just wandered around the underbellies of places like that but um yeah that's a a good ending to the movie um i don't really have any nits to pick other than on the phone call um you know she says her sunny day thing and john ham doesn't realize it till like they've already staged all the cops like wouldn't they have noticed she said that out of the ordinary right away yeah 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 but yeah that's that's all i got for that that whole sequence what do you have roy yeah i mean i, I have gotten lost in the bottom of buildings before <laughs> uh, i got lost at the bottom of the sacred heart hospital when i was going down there to get food one time oh, wow. and in the wrong hospital when I got back in the elevator, but yeah, <laughs> that is a tricky situation. Yeah, but yeah, it was. I mean, but man, they had like this SWAT team in there, and they only got one of the crew. You know, <laughs> like yeah, they're supposed yeah. to be like the best of the best in the police force, and I mean, they must have all auditioned for Starship uh, for freaking <laughs> stormtroopers before yeah. they did this movie. They're so also bad at aiming. How dare yeah. you? Those lasers are unpredictable, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, when Jim is going through the parking lot and John Hamm's character sees him and he keeps calling his name. Yeah. And then he turns around with a semi-automatic rifle <laughs> and completely misses him like yeah. with two whole magazines worth of ammo almost because he's right. chasing around a little car. <laughs> yeah. And John Hamm shoots the shotgun at him and doesn't even get him. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God, just dragging this thing out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty that was a pretty good little interaction though between there and then when they get them all surrounded by the mailbox there and he stands up and gets blown away by the cops afterwards. And then I was gonna mention the whole sunny day thing, but yeah, I think in the heat of the moment, 
mm-hmm. those cops were like, oh, he's going to come. We got him. We got him. And they weren't really paying attention to what she was saying as long as he was going to come and see her. Yeah. yeah. What do you yeah. think of that um, cop that was sitting in this car and then they saw the uh, James or Doug in another car? Smartest cop in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Smartest cop in the whole movie. Like, Dude, it's like, didn't do shit. Four, yeah. Four <laughs> to one. Like, he's only got a sidearm, probably. Yeah. Those guys are rocking fully automatic <laughs> rifles. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, he was, that was a smart move on his part. Like, well, you just live to see another day or. Try to die being a hero because you're not oh, going to get out of there alive. I'll just be a hero to myself and my family, and I'll sit yeah, right here exactly. until they leave. Yeah, whatever. You, yeah. you got no one to hold them and no one to fold them. Fold them. There you, there you <laughs> oh, go. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. I'll ask Roy this first. If I recommend this film to a stranger, what would you need to say, say to, for them to, for it to click for them? Your thoughts on that? I would just say you got Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner, John yeah. Hammond. Uh, Bank robberies, shootouts, car chases, and a mm-hmm. small love story in the mix. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. All right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, anything to add for that? Yeah, no, that's about it. And, like, I'd throw in some Boston there. Like, yeah, Boston plays a pretty good character in the show that uh, kind of drives a lot, some of their motivations. So it's that would help it click for them if they knew that going in. I'd yeah. also like to say uh, Jim – when before he gets shot before all that they go he has a really good line he goes ben says something like uh if we get jammed up you know uh whatever and ben goes oh if we or jim goes if we get jammed up we're hard holding court in the street (laughs) (laughs) he just reminds me of some crazy friends i've had over the years where you just know the second you leave the house the second you leave the house that you're gonna be in for it yeah and then for me i would say if if uh if they ha- love bad Boston accents, money heist, <laughs> romance film is just for you. Yes. I just cannot believe you with this Boston accent thing. I- I've heard real accents before, and those aren't it. So, um, hmm. they're, act- they're actors. They-, they-, they should know what Boston accents sound like. Um, but, you know, it's, so- it's all good. They-, 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 they tried their best. It's all good to ask for, I guess. <laughs> Except for Blake. She didn't. She did not drive her breast. On that accent, for sure. I think that was her best. That was her best. (laughs) It just wasn't very good. She might have actually been on Oxy during the film. (laughs) Take 20, Blake. Try try again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, this is a tough one for me, though. Tough one for this film, but I'll ask uh, Ryan first. Does the soundtrack work for you? And if so, what was your best part of the soundtrack? Um, So... I like looked at that question after I read the movie and I can't remember a single song playing yeah. through the movie. I hardly even hear, heard the score, you know, mm-hmm. when they do those overhead camera shots of the drone, they kind of play some like Trent Reznor ish, like sounds and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I would say I liked the lack of a soundtrack cause it didn't take you out of the movie. The movie is just kind of cold. It's all like dialogue driven. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I liked how they didn't really employ a soundtrack to move the movie through. Yep, I agree. Uh, Roy? Yeah, uh, I'm with Ryan there. I really didn't notice too much. I think the, I noticed the song when they were in the bar the first time after they robbed the first bank. Yeah. There was a song playing then. And then the other one that caught me was when he's walking through the prison to go talk with his dad. Yeah. There's like, Elevator music like playing in the background that you think you would hear like 
huh. like the start of a wedding or like at a funeral or something. It was just a strange right. uh, music for that, I thought. But huh. yeah, there was I didn't really hear much of it, to be honest. Well, after this, it was over. I looked it up online to see how many songs there were. There were 21 songs on the soundtrack, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> and all of them were, were composed by the same person. So it was, comp- it's a compo- it was like a, a classical orchestra composer who did that. Oh. Or um, the score, then. The score. Well, I guess that's all they had, though, was the score. <laughs> they didn't have anything else, basically. But um, for me, the soundtrack wasn't overwhelming with pop songs, but it did not did work for me. It did work for me. I liked the final song called The Letter. It had strings and piano, very relaxing, nice way to end the film. That was my <laughs> choice with the voiceover as well. It was great, too. All right. This is... T- cast is really good but i'll ask roy first what are your recasting possibilities for this uh film here all right so i looked up boston actors and actresses that's how i picked this okay so i replaced john ham mm-hmm. with edward norton oh okay i think that'd be good he is from boston yeah but like edward norton like fight club type mm-hmm. acting not but, like not death to yeah, <laughs> not that. Yeah, yeah. So Ed Norton. Yeah. For John Hamm, I'd swap them. Okay. And then for Blake Lively. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I said Amy Poehler, but just kidding. But Ooh, that'd be funny because she's from Boston. But like maybe Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, she'd be good. Or Eliza dushka she was like in uh the dushka, show yeah. little house and the new guy and bring it on yep she would be pretty good at that too because yeah. all three of those actresses are actually from boston so they'd oh. <laughs> do a hundred times better at the accent probably most, than... most definitely yeah yeah all right ryan yeah that's pretty good um i mean i i wanted to recast john ham i couldn't really think of somebody um it, but it did make me start wondering, like, could a toned down, not muscle wise, but like character wise, um, Mark Wahlberg work in the movie? Okay. Um, I don't know if he could do John Hamm's part, but uh, you know, just I, with the Boston movie, it would be cool to see him in there. He's, yeah. in, he's in The Departed, so right. Yeah, and then he was in uh, Max Payne too. He did pretty good in that as a cop. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, and then, I, so is Blake Lively even an actor, or was she yes. just like, she's, <laughs> like yeah, that's, she's an actress? That's her main job. Well, she's I good though. I saw her. I saw her in, she... I saw her in uh, the Change Up. It was really good with uh, yeah. with Anna Kendrick. She's fantastic in that movie. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I was sure few, That was probably like one of her first like big breaks. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if she was just like reality TV show famous or something. No, but, no, like, no. She she she. she Gossip Girl before that too. Gossip huh. Girl, I think, or or no shows. Yeah. Okay. Well, either way, I would probably. Yeah. I was thinking Kira Knightley for oh. her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I go. the way I came about her, I googled actresses of 2010, like who was kind of <laughs> popular then. Yeah. And yeah, that would have worked. So that's that's all I got for recasting possible. All right. I only have one. Might be a little controversial, but here it goes. Um. I went with me maybe recast James uh, Renner character. Oh God, for John Cena. <laughs> John, for John Cena, because maybe he can give a better accent and is absolutely ripped and would make for a more believable badass. Yeah, but such a bad actor though. 
I know, but we, okay, we, let's we, move we, on. We, we give and take. I don't know. That's a big take. <laughs> a big take. <laughs> so I might even go call that a leap. It's a leap. Yeah. That's all right. It's that's all right. Not everyone has to agree. That's fine. That's right. <laughs> like, no one would. I mean, <laughs> Except for John Cena and myself might agree. Yeah. That. Yes. All right. I'll ask Roy first here. Um, what actor or character from the show would you have host a podcast with and why? Hmm. You know. Don't say John Cena. Interesting to get a Fergie's take on everything. Get like the Fergie. whole backstory. Yeah. Before before he died, though, I, I hope so. Yeah. Well, yes, of course. Right. Right. Uh, like to see what it was like when he was running the cruise with Ben Affleck's dad and how he became who he is and all that good stuff. Okay, that's that's solid, uh, Ryan. That's not Matt. Yeah, I like that one. I would go with John Hamm, the the person. Okay. I've seen him interviewed before, and he seems yeah. he's a pretty funny guy. He is. He's hilarious. Yeah. Um, now I would go with Claire um, would be my pick just to sit down and talk about what she was thinking when her bank was under siege, then doing, then dating Doug, learning later on that he was the one who stole from her and falling in love with him and what she thought at the end when she got the big bag mag of money. So just a whole th- her whole back line. I whole special. I want to see what she thought about all that when it, when it all went down. I think It'd be my yes. my story, my podcast. That'd be a good one. I actually, I forgot to mention Rachel McAdams instead of Claire. Yeah. Um, okay. One of my possibilities there. I love McAdams. Yes, love her so much. Um. All right. Now, <laughs> sorry to indulge you there, but yeah, I love I love her. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, uh, Ryan, uh, what scene is the first away from reality? The scene breaker. Um, this was kind of tough as I yeah. watched the movie. Um, what I came up with was uh, during the Fenway robbery, they switch costumes from you know they change out of the cop costumes into the EMT costumes, and then. In the time that the van leaves, they change back into cops as those SWAT people are like approaching. Yeah, I just feel like like there's like t- so many cops in there; they all kind of know where everyone's at, where they've been shooting. Mm-hmm. I feel like they could wouldn't have had enough time to you know put their guns down and change costumes, even if it took like ten fifteen seconds. Um, yeah. was one of mine, and then just also what actually threw me out of the movie was when he been or when uh, Doug tracks down Claire, like so soon after the robbery and is actually talking to her, yeah, giving his voice away to her. Um, I was like, that is just way too soon. Yeah. I hear you. Um, Roy. Yeah. I'm going to have to go to the big shootout in Fenway. I mean, I just can't believe that those cops only got one guy out of all four of them. Right. <laughs> when there's like, Probably ten or fifteen SWAT members, and then all the local cops come in. FBI, and all yeah, that. yeah. 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 So I think that they would not have made it out of Fenway. No. Well, they technically got two. They got the guy in the head, and then the one in the vest. Well, yeah, but not not until he ran out, though. Yeah. Oh, really? I thought that was before they drove out. No, the talking about the big guy. Yeah, I thought they got him in the chest. He falls down, and he's like, "Oh, it's just in the vest. The vest got me." Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah. But still. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been way more carnage. 
You think it's unlikely that out of the five million bullets they shot, only two of them landed? (laughs) Yeah, I find that hard to believe. (laughs) Yeah, I'm actually also at Fenway as well, shockingly, but mine is a little different, though. Um, Perhaps when Doug and James arrest four police officers without incident when they were outnumbered, four to two. So that was definitely one that I thought was very realistic for me as either. I think those guys are just like uh, park security, though. I don't think they're oh, actually. They? They yeah. Okay, my, my bad. Anyways, carry well, on. Um, one of them had a gun, though. Didn't one of them pulled their gun first, and then yeah. they yeah, pulled the, their gun. Old guy. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I was wrong, so that's fine. Don't worry about that. Let's skip ahead on that one. <laughs> um, all right, I'll ask uh, Ryan first. What favorite scenes, m- moments, characters, etc. of the of the film? Um, I've basically mentioned like all my favorite lines already. Yeah. Um. I liked the scene where he says the he, t- he wears his vest on the outside of his shirt, tucks his pants into his boots. Like that, just <laughs> I just love that part. Um, yeah. And then uh, I do like the scene that Roy mentioned when you could hear the music playing right after the first like robbery goes well. The, yeah. uh, it's like the probably the happiest point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Or the lightest, anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I like I like those two scenes, but um, I mean, they're not like the best scenes of the movie. I don't really know how to say that. Like, yeah. There. Yeah, I like the whole movie. I, I had trouble picking out a favorite scene. I have like three or four this time. Uh, Roy. Yeah, I would say when they're interrogating Ben Affleck with the whole photo shoot and (laughs) the antenna and everything. I thought that was really funny, just exchange between those two. Mm -hmm. And then a scene that I think, it's not like the best scene, of course, but it was a good one, is after John Hamm realizes that Ben Affleck's not coming and that he probably got away, he goes back out to his cruiser and there's a little sticky note (laughs) on there that says, Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny that he he was so close, yeah. but yeah, they couldn't even get him when he was right there. Yeah. Well, for me, I have, I have three or four here. So, uh, the first heist where they were dis, where, where they wear discolored skeleton masks and demand for the blackberries, that's favorite part there. Um, also, when Claire told Doug she could recognize the voice if he, she heard it before, that was pretty funny as well for me. I was on the floor laughing, actually. Um, the high-speed chase with the van and the cops' craziness and that went down. And then finally, um, FEI essay Adam Frawley when he says, this is the non-fucking-around crew, that whole line I told you earlier. That was also my top as well um, of the whole film. Now, Roy, um, what would you change about the ending and the answer of nothing is not an option? Uh, I think it would have been nice if uh, they ran away with each other and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. If she could let it go, because, I mean, he didn't hurt her, like, traumatized her, yeah. yeah. But if they were really in love and she found a way to get out and meet him down wherever he was, uh, that would have been a good way to end it. Yeah, I actually have the same answer. I said I said to, to live the good life in Florida with Doug, you know, all, you know, like Disney film, you know, after yeah. After, after, yeah. Uh, Ryan. Yeah, I would go that uh, Jim kills John Hamm in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with his some his you know he should have killed him there, and then 
So basically, everyone gets away. Yeah. And then they have a little clip of Jem showing up and crashing Claire and Doug's like honeymoon. And he's like, I got one more job for you. <laughs> Sequel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Anything that, that I may have missed that you want to talk about? Um, for me, no. Um, uh, we didn't talk that much about the forest. He didn't have that much of a role. That yeah, it's a um, small role. Yeah. Um, that's a. I mean that they pay him a lot of money, but yeah, no, I don't think he missed anything. All right, Ryan, anything to add there? Uh, nope. I think we covered it pretty good. All right, and what wouldn't work in this movie if it was filmed today, Ryan? Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that question. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I have an answer. I mean, these yeah. days, twelve. It's been twelve years since that movie is filmed. Yeah, and I feel like they're like cops, like just shooting, like the aggressive SWAT cop thing, like yeah. isn't gonna fly in this climate or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think they probably would have, uh, they would have changed those scenes a little bit to more chasing and stuff like that rather than just gunfire in public like at Fenway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Roy? Yeah, I don't know. I think they would have gotten caught uh, probably after the first bank robbery yeah. with technology nowadays with everyone's got the smartphones and mm-hmm. everybody records everything they see instead of stepping in to help. They just record it and post it on the internet afterwards. So yeah, I think they would have gotten somehow with someone <laughs> uploading something on youtube or facebook or something right well my answer is not correct because i heard i guess i missed earlier but i heard what you said earlier so my answer was perhaps when doug and james got to to the uh fenway fenway park as the as cops and the guy at the door let them know without checking their ids or their names but i guess it was because fergie paid them off so that's why i guess that wouldn't work anyways because yeah. I I, I, I miss that little detail, so that is on me, unfortunately. Um, again, sorry on that one. But um, all right, I'll ask Roy. Why do you make this movie of uh, one to five stars? What's your take on this one to five star rating for you? Uh, I'll go four, just because of some of the acting ability by some <laughs> of the actors. But yeah, no, I mean it's a really good movie. Yeah, I, if you're into action movies and like bank heist type movies it's definitely one to watch for sure yeah but yeah for just because of a couple actors and actresses bad accents i gotta drop it down to a four all right uh, uh ryan yeah i'm gonna, are we saying like you can't do a half rating like a 0. 0.5 is illegal you, you, you can do 0. 0.5 if you want that's fine okay well i'm gonna i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna pretend okay. it's illegal i'm gonna go four also <laughs> i'm just gonna agree with roy okay um and i'll it's probably the acting. It's definitely not the accents. Those are perfect. Sure. Except for Blake. Blake <laughs> okay. is a little... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's so weird because she's trying to act like she's on drugs the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I would go for just mainly... Um, it's just not quite a perfect movie. Okay. Like, well, I'm going to yeah. go with five stars despite the bad accents. Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going five stars all the way on this one. All right. Now we end the pot on food corner. So we'll start with a couple of my friend, Joe. I'll ask Roy first. Um, 
why do you think Americans refer to yams as sweet potatoes interchangeably? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought they were different. Aren't sweet potatoes and yams two different things? I don't know, but people always say the same thing all the time. They name oh. the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know. I always thought they were separate. Hmm. All right, maybe they are. Who knows? I mean, I could just be an idiot, and they're the same thing. But <laughs> as far as I know, in my head, they're two different things. All right, all right, Ryan. You got an <laughs> Um, well, in light of new information, um, I'm not, I, I could have thought they were different too. Um, but maybe that's, I don't know, but as far as why Americans would do it, um, yeah. uh, we got, we like to sweeten it up. I mean, there you go. You got to do it. <laughs> Actually, I found the internet here. It says, yes, um, yams are in fact the same as the potatoes. They're the same thing. Uh. Do it. Every day. Yes, yes, they're the same exact thing. Who knew? Wow. Roy, can you describe us the difference of a yam and a sweet potato? <laughs> <laughs> no, I sure can't. But I always thought they were different. Yeah, I, I mean, have you ever had a yam pie? No, you have a sweet potato pie. That's right. You don't get yam fries; you get sweet potato fries. <laughs> like there, there you go. Unless you're in Europe, then you're getting yam everything. There well, go. they can yam that up their tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll ask Ryan this one. It's also my friend Joe. Um, how do you make French toast better or edgier? <laughs> um, you would make French toast edgier. <laughs> just a little sprinkle of a little uh, cayenne pepper. Oh, oh. My goodness. my goodness okay yeah. that's a good question i like this joe guy yeah, he, he's he's a good dude he's um, bringing it today he is he really is um uh, how about you roy i don't know i mean you can make it into a sandwich i guess like put uh some sausage or bacon in between two slices maybe some egg all right but i mean solid. the french the french toast is still french toast but i mean yeah you're making a french toast sandwich so let's step in the game up a smidge let's do this Ice cream on both pieces of ice, um, French toast, whipped cream on top, strawberries on top, and let's call it a day. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. No peppers that could work. involved in this situation because peppers aren't good for uh, breakfast uh, food. For me, anyway, they aren't. Cayenne is mm. like spicy, not not good for me. No. Just a sprinkle, just a little zest. I get a lot of no zest. Um, <laughs> it makes my tongue go on fire. I've had a lot of bad bad um yeah issues with that little hints of spice yeah unfortunately all right this is also from my friend jill ask ryan this first um if you were a if you were to fling a scoop of ice sorry a scoop of cookie dough in space directly towards the sun how long would it take the dough to turn into a fully baked cookie in part two is how much would you pay for the said space cookie, if at all? <sighs> well, okay, so you're on Earth when this happens. Yeah. All right. So, yes. are you? If you launch it from the surface of the Earth, I mean, mm-hmm. it's gonna kind of burn up. Yeah. Through the atmosphere, then it's gonna freeze. Yeah. And then it's gonna fly about ten million <laughs> bazillion miles. Yeah. Pick up some space dust. 
uh, and this will probably cook. So, what's what, how long will it take to cook? What's yeah. the question about this? Yeah. Um, I think it would never cook because it would. Yeah. Unless you're in, if you say you're on the on the Hubble or on the the Mir space station, when you fling it, yeah, you fling it, it freezes. That buys you a little time to where it could get closer to the sun without like just slowly disintegrating. So you might get like a flash cook situation, which I would say would take about two days, three days. Okay. And would you eat the cookie or pay for it um, if you had the chance? I just realized it's probably only going like four miles an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say it would take like a year. Okay. Well, like a year, a year, in, a year in advance. Would you try it out? Or... Would I pay? For, I mean, I would pay. Joe's really lost me here. He was on fire. And now question three is, is, is kind of rough. Um, <laughs> a mixed bag of sorts. I don't think I would pay for a space cookie. No. Yeah, I, I agree that there. I think it's too risky. But I did say I would eat it on the NFL podcast, so I guess I'm kind of. <laughs> you're locked in. <laughs> I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. All right, uh, Roy. Yeah, I mean, if you're throwing it from Earth, it would cook when it gets to the atmosphere. Yeah. So if you're in space, I don't know, man. That's just such a crazy question. He does uh, questions on here. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. Where's the space station from the sun? Are you like in a spaceship? Are you close already? I know. It's up to your imagination, like, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'll go, like, I don't know. I don't think it would make it. Yeah. I think it would just be like a big ice ball and then get so cold that it would hit one little thing floating through the space that it would shatter. I don't know. There, there you go. I don't well, think it would ever cook. Exactly. All right. We'll have three more from Joe to see if he can retrieve myself on these questions <laughs> here. I'll ask Roy first. Um, why do you think bologna is circular if most breads are square? You know, just, just to fuck with people. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it's easier packaging when they came up with it because maybe they used to put it in like a tube, you know? Yeah. So it's probably easier to make a tube of who knows what meat instead of a loaf. <laughs> okay, there you go. How are you, Ryan? <laughs> that sounded like a Jerry Seinfeld one. You got round bologna. Why don't you have round bread? It's uh, not bad. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you're yeah. trying to trim the crust off, that's definitely going to help you if you got kids. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah, definitely a hole, a gap in the whole theology there. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a tip. Easy or tough one depends who you are, but I'll ask Ryan first. How many ways are there to cook a chicken? Uh, let's see. I'm not gonna list them out loud. I'll just try to count them in my head here. I'm All gonna right. go. Uh, I'm gonna go six. All right, Jeff went with nine. He said them all all out on the podcast. <laughs> But yeah, all right. I'll ask uh, Roy. What do you think? How many ways yeah. are to cook a ch- chicken? I was gonna say six, but I could see there being a possibility of nine. I mean, I'm not yeah. a professional cook, but I was thinking like your basics, you know, like baked, fried, grilled, broiled, rotisserie, roasted. Yeah, rotisserie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lot of, lot of them there. Yeah, exactly. You could I mean, boil it. Yeah. yeah. Boil it. Yeah. You can deep fat fry it. Six, seven. Barbecue, <laughs> do it on a campfire. Yeah. Eight. 
You can throw it towards the sun. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, nine. There you go. Uh, the last we have from Joe today. So we'll see if you like this one or not. I'll ask Roy first. What is the most delicious recipe for potatoes? Oh, my wife has a really good one. Yeah. It's uh, red potatoes, get on, mashed, and then she throws cheese and I want to say sour cream in it. Yes. And then uh, you mash it all up, mm-hmm. and it's the best mashed potatoes you can get. Awesome. Hands down. That sounds fantastic. How have you, Ryan? Oh, that's per- that sounds good. My wife makes a really good like breakfast potatoes. Dices up some uh, mm-hmm. uh, gold potatoes, fries them up in some bacon grease, salt, pepper, a little garlic salt, some peppers in there. I know you don't like that, but yeah. those are uh, that's probably my favorite um, uh, potato. Yeah, yeah, mine is uh, um, scallop. Uh, scalp potatoes with uh, sour cream, melted cheese, all that good stuff in there, bacon bits, all that. It's every really, 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 really good. I don't cook it all, but uh, my aunt does. So, uh, yeah, I like her potatoes uh, the best. All right. This is from me, actually, now. I'll ask Roy. Um, what's your favorite brand and flavor of beef jerky? Oh, beef jerky. Yeah. There's a new brand I've been seeing at gas stations, like Carnivore, I think is what it's called. Okay. It has a little dinosaur as their logo. <laughs> and they have a sweet and spicy one, and it is good. All right. Ooh. Sweet and spicy. Mine is uh, Oberto and Teriyaki. I like the Teriyaki one. Nice. Yep. How about you, Ryan? Uh, I have a new one I like. It's called Old Trapper. And the teriyaki version is my favorite. I love teriyaki, yeah, for sure. All right, Ryan, um, do you love licorice? If so, what's your favorite flavor of licorice? Uh, I love licorice. My favorite is like the red cherry or strawberry or whatever. The uh, yeah, it's the uh, is it called the red vines? The ones yeah, that, like you red can vines. Use straw. Yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, yeah, I'm that's going. My, that. That's my top as well yep how about you roy yeah i'm going with the red vines also you can get them in the big tub from like costco and yolks mm-hmm. or safe happen too yeah great for camping oh yeah absolutely all right um so also for me as well um what do you think of those people who cut up the do- donuts into little 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 um pieces of, of donuts uh roy who thought on that one first uh i don't want to be their friend I call them savages. Right yeah, I mean that's uncalled for. It is. It is. So that's like eating a donut with a knife and fork. Is that what you're saying? Well, last week, um, show us into you every day. Seventeen uh, SMC. Stacy Stacy Ross, who's the host there. Uh, someone brought in um, donuts for the whole crew, um, the office, and she goes in there, cuts all of them up in little little small pieces for everyone to eat. And that was a big no-no, and she was getting in trouble for that one by all the hosts on the show. So that's that's that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah I'd, that would be infuriating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, either you buy enough for everyone you're bringing them for, or just don't bring them. Well, there is more than enough for everyone, but she's like, "Let me do this," and it was not good in the office for that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And what, what you thought on that, Ryan? Is that you agree on that as well? Yeah, I uh, yeah that I wouldn't be friends with that person. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a crime against humanity. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think if it's even acceptable to cut them in half. It's not. No. Um, no. Not for maybe a for a child. Yeah, maybe for a kid. And that's a big maybe. And that's yeah. only so you get to say, well, you can have that or nothing if you, nothing at all. Yeah, she goes, you can have Mabelwar and I've done it here. Have one or the other. I was like, I was like, come on, let's 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 go. This is the amateur hour. All right. Well, what are we gonna rule on donut holes then? I mean. Gun holes, eat them whole, man. Eat Those them. are amazing, but they're bite-sized, kind of like what she's making with these donuts. That's true. That's true. Now, yeah, but it's not the same. A donut hole is coated on all sides. You know, if, you're just, if you're just cutting a donut in pieces, you get a little like pizza slice of donut. Like You're well, mostly getting dough. No toppings. Since we're on the subject of donut holes, Ryan, I'll ask you first. What's your favorite flavor? Um, chocolate, powdered, or regular donut holes? Oh, donut hole! I go regular, like the yeah. old-fashioned style, the sugar. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. How about you, Roy? Yeah. If by regular, do you mean like glazed? Glazed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going glazed. Yeah, me too. But I love powdered as well, though. They're also good, though. I like, I like all of them, actually, but I prefer glazed over yeah. anything else. Yeah. I like a nice assortment. Grab a couple of those, a couple of those. But glazed, if I could only have one. Yep, exactly. All right. I'm going to ask, this is also from, from me as well. I'll ask Ryan again first. What is your preferred donut filling for filled donuts? Oh. Might be an unpopular opinion here, but uh, I just, I'm not, I don't like filling. I don't like okay. any of them. Okay. That's fair enough. I, I yeah, okay. I understand. I, if there was a d- whole box of donuts and they were all filled, I wouldn't have a donut. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Roy, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I would go custard. Okay. I mean, that's always the salt. That's a safe bet, typically. Yeah. Well, I prefer maple bars over anything, but um, if I had to choose, I'd go with cherry cherry or Boston cream pie, Boston cream pie feeling. Are my yeah. two choices there? Um, all right. Also, for me as well, I'll ask Roy first this time. Um, what do you? All right. What do you put on your bagel? Uh, butter, cream cheese, nothing or other? I just toast it. Nothing on it. Nothing on it. All natural. Okay. Yep. All right. How about you, Ryan? And you think people that cut donuts up are monsters? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get like the blueberry ones or like the cinnamon ones, you know? Raisin, yeah. Okay. You drink a gallon of milk or water with that? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I just... <laughs> choke it down <laughs> there you go okay yeah, literally yeah. um yeah well i respect your decision there Roy. you know we're all allowed to be different yeah, we're all, <laughs> we're all, yeah. um i typically go i mean whatever i have on hand i do normal butter yeah normal cream cheese uh what i would prefer is probably just some good butter and a whole bunch of it on there yeah i i did that this morning with english ruffins but for bagels i uh Usually go butter or just cream cheese. Philadelphia cream cheese is the best. Uh, yeah, so I go with the cream cheese most most times on a bagel. And my last one for me is in a in a good food in a food fight. I supply you with three items, and one of them will have to be a liquid. What do you choose there, Roy, for your three items? One one has to be a liquid. Hmm. Oh, uh, let's see. I go 
Can I use milkshake for a liquid? You can, yeah. Right, I'll do that for the liquid. And then I'd go mashed potatoes. Ooh, good and then maybe like a cafeteria style like macaroni and cheese, you know? <laughs> there you go. All right. How about you, Ryan? Uh, I'd go with cranberry juice. And then I would go with a banana for kind of my throwing Uh long distance weapon because it's a little harder to catch than like an apple or something. Yeah. Um, And then for close combat, I'd probably go with like a, like a raw salmon. There you go. (laughs) Just for stability. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, mine, I, I have three uh, conventional items, but here we go. I'm going frozen Reese's Pieces cups, king size cups for pain value. Nice. I'm going ice cold strawberry milkshakes for my liquid. So I guess me and Roy on the same page there with shake. Yeah. Then I would uh, use a slingshot and 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 uh, slingshot onions to people's eyes <laughs> as well. So we're in good. We're we're in good good ship right there i think so i'd take you guys into battle any day nah nah into bed with me like on my side oh gotcha okay 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 all right now it's my friend my other friend ryan i have on the other podcast i have so i'll ask uh, ryan first regular or flaming hot cheetos oh no regular cheetos those the color of those things alone is on just too unnatural so you're going with, with, with regular, you said? Yeah, I'd go regular. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Uh, Roy? Yeah, I'm with regular as well. Yeah, Flaming Hot Cheetos are pretty pretty hot, so no thank you for me. Yes. The real question there is crunchy or puffs? I go crunchy. Yeah, I'm going crunchy. Yeah, I guess I would too. So. I love puffs too, but I won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't turn down puffs, but I, I love crunchies. I'd, I'd probably have one puff and then a handful of crunchy. All right. Now these next three are from... Ryan Lund here. So we'll ask Ryan first. Um, what is your favorite pickled vegetable? <laughs> That's funny. I can't remember sending this to you. Um, oh. <laughs> my favorite pickled vegetable would definitely be uh, asparagus. There you go. All right. I'm not a fan of asparagus, but uh, all right. Uh, Roy? I'll go with a cucumber because that's just a pickle. I'm not a fan of that either. Um, I'm going with onions. Are my mm. yeah, those are good. Onions are my favorite vegetable of all time, besides carrots. So uh, onions are for sure my number one, number one of all time. All right. Also from Ryan, uh, I'll ask Roy first. What is the best use of a coconut? Best use of a coconut. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, almond joys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said coconut as a topping on a cake or pie because I don't really like coconuts that much. So if I had to choose, I would choose a topping, a garnish of some sort. Nice. How are you, Ryan? Uh, I got two answers here. One would be almond roca. Okay. Pretty sure those are coated in almond. Oh, those are good. Okay, I like that. Okay. And then has anybody said the coconut bra? No, did not. Because that's like the best use of them. Well, well, Jeff said uh, pina colada would be his his choice. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the good old pina colada. That's not bad. Can we rough it? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Also from Ryan, um, does kale 
have a bad reputation, Roy. No, Kel sucks. <laughs> there you go. Um, I. I said, yes, it does have bad reputation because I've never had it before, but I will, or, or, or will I try it? But I think, but I hear it's not getting good street cred. Uh, that's my answer for that one. <laughs> how, how about you, Ryan? Yeah, I, I think it gets a bad rap. And yeah. by that, I mean, it's actually, it's decent if you use it in the right stuff, like in a soup. Garbage. No, nope. that's about it. <laughs> not even good in a soup. Not, okay, I never had it before, so I, not, I can't comment on this. <laughs> our last so half from Ryan. So he says, if Ozzy was to bring Food Corner to life in a 10-episode a- animated series to Netflix, what vegetable or food item would you want to betray you, and what would you want to do your voiceover, uh, Ryan? What your, your thought on that one first? Um, I would definitely want to be like a, a celery stock. Okay. And then I'd want... <laughs> Like my voiceover to be done by Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, a sorry stock. Okay. Ah, oh, solid. How about you, Roy? Oh, let's see. I'd go with the good old fashioned potato. Damn it. Not a right. sweet potato? Nope. Not a yeah, sweet potato. Just a, just a russet potato. Okay. And then I would uh, Nick Offerman as my voiceover. Oh, solid. Nice. Right. Where would your favorite place to sit be, Roy? <laughs> on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would be I would be a baked potato with legs, um, so I can sit down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and uh, I would like to have Denzel be my whatever because oh. a little sassy, badass potato. So I like that. I, I do mm. too. His voice is great. Fantastic. To right. get are you sure? Are you sure you want to want it to be Snoop Dogg because you'd be baked? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, the last two weeks on my NFL podcast, we've been doing uh, the last question we have is to be food or non-food questions. Want to ask a non-food you can or food you can? So I'll ask Roy first. What do you have for us to ask answer today? Do you think between the Niners and the Packers, who's going to win? Packers, the Packers, oh. by 10 points. They don't have a good record against the Niners in the playoffs. I'm playing Lambo, so it's all good. Doesn't yeah. matter. All right, we'll see. All right. Um, how about you, yeah. Ryan? What do you think about the game this weekend? Well, I mean, the last time they played, I'm pretty sure Jerry Rice and Joe Montana were playing the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I, yeah. I mean, but Aaron Rodgers has laid some eggs in the playoffs, and he like, basically quit on his team like two or three years ago. Yeah, uh, but I gotta go Packers. I just can't see the Niners pulling it off. Not a fan of the Packers of the other teams, but I'll go to Packers home team. Uh, like them at home, and the in the cold weather, I think will be the factor. And you, Roy, I'm guessing you have to be saying no on the Packers this week. Taking the Niners, I I'd assume. I'm going with the Niners just because the Packers' record against them in the playoffs was, uh, I think it's like one in five or something like that. Hmm. So, so there's a chance that you're telling me there's there. a chance. Yep. Well, I thought they were going to lose last weekend, and they pulled that one off by some miracle. <laughs> that was crazy. And thank God for Dax pulling a dumb move on the final seconds of the game there. That bad, bad play call and all that. Yeah, that was that was crazy. How about them Cowboys? All right. Uh, how about you, Ryan? What's your question for the group today? Um, kind of like last week. I'm a little unprepared for this one. Okay. If you couldn't tell, last week I came in with a weird hot dog question. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
I'm gonna go. What is your favorite type of water bottle? The pull top, the flip top, or just like the squeeze it out? Uh, okay, where you go first? I'm gonna go with the flip top. You know, you can have it closed, so nothing gets in it. Okay. And then it's just convenient. Most flip tops have like a straw attached to it, so it makes for well easy drinking. I like the old school. Um... We take take the your the top. We just push it up, and it like opens up. Put it down, you know. Yeah, yeah, like a pop top. Pop top. There you go. Pop top. I like pop top. Yeah, yeah. Those. I mean, Roy. My opinion is right on here with the flip top and okay. the straw that goes into the bottle, so yeah. you don't have to tip it at all. You're just you're. I I don't do straws. That ever unfortunately, I don't use straws. Um. Oh, because like I uh, remember I go to a restaurant like last night. When I was trivia last night at the at the Viking ta- Viking Tavern for trivia. I had my, my lemonade and I said no straws, please, no straws. Oh wow, straws are a crutch. So yeah, you're like an onion, Ozzy. You know, each layer we peel gets more interesting than the last. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was last night, I asked for lemonade and they gave me a pitcher of lemonade to go with my glass. I was like, all right, so I oh. a pitcher of lemonade as well. So nice. It was fantastic. Yes. All right. How about you, uh, Ryan? What, what's your uh, answer to that question? I, I said the. Uh, you, you answered it already. All right. You answered that question already. Yep. Yep. Here's mine. It is a non-food question. So, in which era would you live in if you gained the um, security of teleportation? Tele- uh, uh, <laughs> uh, let's say time machine. Let's say, let's say time machine abilities. Um, I I would go to the nineties. Those were the best times, and to, as an adult would be kind of kind of great in the ni- 1990s. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If, did you did you throw to me next or? Uh, you can go. It doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> I never know if the phone like blinked out, but uh, yeah, I would probably. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. I would like the 90s for the music. Yeah. Um, but if you're going pre-internet, I mm-hmm. would probably go way back to like the fifties. Okay. Yeah. When you can talk like this, and it's looking at you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh. Yeah. I'd go back to the fifties. All right. And Roy. Yeah, I think I would go like the Wild West. You know, oh, like Oregon okay. Trail days. Yeah. I think that'll be an interesting time of life. Absolutely agree with that. We should be there. Um, before we go here, um, interesting so for... as in miserable. <laughs> kind of western. Not if you can leave whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, exactly. fine. Um, before we go here, Roy, you're next on the movie list. Any thoughts on what you are thinking about to cover next time we do this? Uh, you know, I haven't thought about it yet. Yeah. But it'll probably be, I'm going to go for maybe a comedy. We'll change the pace here from a dark uh, killing spree to a nice comedy there. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find a comedy movie to do. All right. And here we go, Ryan, again, plug your podcast and we'll get out of here. Yeah, the podcast is Supper Club Social. Uh, we have a website you can go to and find the episodes too. That's www supperclubsocial.net and uh, it's me and Roy uh, talking about the the good old times fantastic I love your podcast it's great I love the uh, 
I love your drink uh, part the best, though. Oh, cool. We'll have to have you on it sometime. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. All right, in time, you guys, come on. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for coming. Awesome. Thanks. Have a good one. Yep, see ya. Bye.